Hey guys, it's Simi and this is Wrestling Unlimited as it's Wednesday and tonight was AEW Dynamite, Dynamite Grand Slam and oh, just gonna say we may have had two injuries coming out of this show that we know of, at least two injuries unfortunately, one in the opening match with John Moxley and one during the main event with Adam Cole. Moxley, we think maybe from reports, and I'm going to read something from a Mike Johnson of PW Insider, he may have suffered a concussion, and then Adam Cole, maybe an ankle kind of deal. We'll talk about Adam Cole here in a second as well. We do have some stuff from Mike Johnson over at PW Insider. We'll just right off the bat. Get the let me get the rigmarole out of the way first. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription. Or you subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have QB Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games. And you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, head over to YouTube, hit that join button, and become a channel member. Finally, head over to the Epic Games Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys, use this code right here, PWUnlimited at checkout. Heck, claiming the free game, 911 operator right now? Well, if you are, use our code, PWUNLIMITED at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Also, I will be streaming... Live on my Twitch channel later on, right after this, twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. We're going to be playing some Disney Speedstorm, basically the Disney version of Mario Kart that I think is better than Mario Kart. I'm trying to finish the season, which I should finish tonight, before the new season starts next week and the game goes free to play for everybody. So right now it's in early access where you had to buy into early access. Well worth it. I think this game is amazing, especially for how much... My family gets out of it. We play this game all the time. But I will be playing later. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. Some Disney Speedstorm. Now as far as John Moxley does go. Pull this up. From PW Insider. Mike Johnson over there. Actually has I believe two updates. He looks like he has a second one I haven't read yet. So let's check those out. First one I did read already, it states, quote, As you may have seen, the finish to John Moxley versus Ray Phoenix went awry when Moxley did not kick out after a move as planned. Phoenix quickly nailed Moxley again and scored the three-count, winning the AEW International title. Moxley was checked by doctors for a long time before sitting up and walking out. Backstage, oh, and we're frozen. Let me read the backstage belief is Moxley has suffered a concussion. More to come. Uh, let me fix this really fast. Camera froze. Easy fix. There we go. 
So we then got a, a second update here. It says the Ray Phoenix AEW International Championship win was not planned. The planned finish tonight. They improvised on the fly after Moxley was hurt. I believe the plan was Moxley retaining. And then they also talk about there's a little over 11,000 people in attendance. A lot of people bought tickets today. So John Moxley did seemingly suffer some sort of a concussion, most likely tonight on the show. It was stated that doctors checked on him for a lengthy period of time before he actually sat up and walked out on his own through the crowd. It was stated by some fans in attendance in that area where he walked out that both the doctor and his wife, Renee Paquette, did not have a good look on their face. Then I'm going to pull this up on the screen as well from WrestleVotes. This may be nothing. Maybe nothing. WrestleVotes did tweet out this photo that got sent to them as well. Um, let's pull this up. WrestleVotes tweeted out this image. Pop it on the screen. It says, photo sent to me just now. Renee, Claudio, Wheeler, Yuta, and Tony Khan outside of John Moxley's trailer. Tony for sure looks like he's worried. But later on in the night, Tony Khan does a thing with Daniel Garcia and does the Daniel Garcia dance in front of the crowd. So maybe not too worried. I don't know. We don't really know exactly what's going on with Moxley, but hopefully Moxley is okay. And if he's not okay, which is the worst case scenario, if he's not okay, it's nothing super serious. Now, as far as Adam Cole does go, during the MJF Samoa Joe match, there's this part where Cole runs down the ramp, jumps off the ramp, and is supposed to run to the side of the ring where the two wrestlers are. Well, Adam Cole jumps off the ramp, lands awkwardly, Falls, trips, lands, you know, he's down, gets up, and he starts limping as he's trying to run to the other side of the ring. We don't know full details, but some are concerned within the company that he may have suffered some sort of like an ankle injury. We don't know, but that's just the word making the rounds. That some are worried that Adam Cole may have suffered some sort of an ankle injury. Well, let me just see if there's any other updates before we talk about this show. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Bum, 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 bum. I'm not seeing anything new, so that's good. Okay, so Sean Sapp of Fightful tweeted out, quote, I got worried when I saw Adam Cole limping after he dashed to the ring. Then he tweeted, he's still hobbling around a bit, which is still during the match and whatnot. So it's not like that's any info from like backstage. So we'll see if um, Adam Cole suffered any injury or not. But yeah, he was limping pretty good there when he took that little spill. Now, as far as the show does go, this show had the same problem that I thought a lot of AEW shows have had recently. Really good matches that mean nothing. Really good matches with really no story. For the most part. Which is kind of sad. Which kind of sucks. So the show itself opens up with Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli with both the NJPW Strong Openweight Championship 
and the Ring of Honor World Championship on the line. The both men wasted no time trading chops and forearms right out of the gate with a crowd loudly behind Eddie Kingston because, well, he's from New York, as they say. New York, I think. I don't know. I'm not good on accents. Sometimes. I don't know. Anyways, anyways. Kingston uh, was the big baby face here. And the fight falls to the floor as Kingston drove Claudio knee first into the barricade. But the tide was turned when Claudio reversed it into a whip into a, a whip into a clothesline. Back inside, Claudio hit an impressive gut wrench suplex, but a slap woke Kingston up as he delivered a snap German suplex to Claudio. Gastignoli seemingly headbutted his way through a Kingston back fist on the apron and delivered a back suplex onto the stage. Claudio then zoomed in or zoned in on the left arm of Kingston, connecting with a double stomp off the second rope and a wild uppercut for a two as we go to picture picture break. We go to picture picture break, and then I see none of it because, well, I'm on the TBS app. Claudio then controlled the majority of the break, they stated, relentlessly uppercutting Kingston in the corner following a TKO for a two. Kingston started hulking up, delivering an enziguri and a Saito suplex for a near fall. The Kiboshi, Kibashi machine gun chops were unloaded, but Claudio, excuse me, he no-sold all of them. Kingston just popped, his, popped him in the face with a right hand. Claudio then returned the favor with a punch of his own. That led to kind of like an intense little face-off here. More chops and forearms unleashed until Claudio blocked a chop and hit a snap lariat for a two. There's an anvil elbow that led to a Ricola bomb attempt, which Kingston got a hurricane runner off of. Kingston then, uh, no, Claudio then fired up and hit a huge uppercut and Ricola bomb for a super close two. Crowd's going wild at this point. Claudio then pulled Kingston up who fired off multiple spinning back fists and a Northern Lights bomb. But this time, Claudio kicked out. Kingston couldn't hit the power bomb for the uh, first time, so he unleashed another back fist and connected with a power bomb and a high stack to win the match and win the belts. Post-match, Claudio extended a hand, Kingston shook it, and Claudio handed over the ROH title. They did this twice, where the, challenge, the, the person that lost shook the hands of the winner. Very very interesting. Now, there's something I want to pull up here. I'll just pull up the tweet. It'll be easier. Because this is Arthur Ashe Stadium, a stadium that fits over 20,000 people. There were 11,000 people in attendance tonight, and this place looked like any other 5,000-seat building AEW goes to. If we pull up this image here, That looks like a very small regular building. And I don't know if maybe they backed the stage in more to cut off more seats. I don't know what they did here. But this building did not look big. This looked small. It looked like when they go to like Austin, Texas, or technically Garland, Texas, and they got that really small building there that's like 8,000 or if even that. So where it is 11,000 people in the building, but it doesn't look like it at all well that was a, a negative the last two years this place has looked good this place has looked big this place has looked important tonight looked and felt like any other rampage other than it had a different ramp or excuse me dynamite other than it had a slightly different well not slightly but a different stage and ramp setup 
So that's unfortunate. It didn't look or feel big time, like big, important. It felt like any other random dynamite. Let me get a stupid segment. Video of Matt Taven and Mike Bennett praying at the hospital bedside of Roderick Strong. They said this was from the last week. Taven had a rosary and read a get well card. Adam Colvin came in, much to the delight of Strong. As Taven and Bennett said that it was convenient he arrives now since they have been here all along. Just that it's convenient that he comes and helps now that he's not going to face Max. They then say that they're going to become the new number one contenders for the tag titles, and they're going to face and take the titles off of Cole and MJF. So Strong was dejected as Cole stopped at the sound of Strong reclining up the bed. Um, everyone involved in this storyline has been just okay. Like the guys have been doing their their jobs well and playing their roles well, but I don't know. I don't even know what this was. What, the, what was this supposed to be? I'm here for you, Roddy. You're hurt, and I'm here for you. What? I don't know. I've, I haven't thought this storyline was all that great anyways. Like, he wears the neck brace, but then when he has a match, he takes it off. What? Huh? It makes no sense. Jamie Cat, she's backstage with Luchasaurus, Chris Cage, who said that they will walk through Sting and Darby on Rampage Grand Slam. Cage then issued a challenge for Darby on Collision. Three-way, or maybe more like a handicap match. He and Luchasaurus will defend the TNT title against Darby this Saturday. The only caveat being Sting is not allowed at ringside. He said, as for Rampage, Cage told Allen, make sure you bring the boy. So he wants Nick Wayne at ringside. Cool. Match did get announced for Collision. Then we had Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara. Solid back and forth for their first time having an actual singles match together. But there were moments where it felt a little off and too wonky. Like they did the whole pose thing where I would, it, that was dumb and not needed. So Guevara's entrance included some guy rapping. It sounded like he was out of breath for most of it. They called him Montezzi or something like that. I don't know. I have no clue who the guy is, but I couldn't understand a word he's saying. Granted, I don't listen or like rap that much, really. He just sounded like he was out of breath the whole time. He's like, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but yeah, I couldn't understand a word he was saying. I guess maybe he was supposed to be rapping Sammy's theme. I don't know. But as far as the match does go, both men shook hands, but that turned into slaps soon thereafter. Guevara did his leapfrog and dropkick, posing for the crowd as Jericho paintbrushed him with a uh, to put a stop to his offense. For more chops by Jericho that led to a double arm underhook back and a backbreaker, but Guevara dodged the springboard corner dropkick. Guevara then connected on a corkscrew tornillo back and back inside a top rope crossbody got him a two. Guevara then connected with a, uh, no, Guevara, uh, Jericho then connected with a GTH into a code breaker and delivered a suplex off the apron to the floor that looked gnarly as we went to a commercial break.
Um, where was I? My notes froze here for a second. I had to refresh really quick. Um, oh, here we go. It was all Jericho during the break until finally Guevara mounted a comeback with a Spanish fly for a two. Jericho fired up and laid out Guevara with multiple lariats to get uh, two of his own. There's a float over in the corner that allowed Guevara to hit a code breaker as he sent Jericho to the outside. Guevara hit a moonsault off the top to the floor and briefly clutched his knee in the process. The hesitation to follow up allowed Jericho to hit a drop kick in midair on Guevara, bringing at him. Uh, there's then a messed up spot where Jericho was going to try his springboard drop kick in the corner. Guevara missed the first super kick attempt, but then hit the second, followed by a huge cutter off the top for a two. Uh, give me one second. I may have some Moxley news. Give me one moment here. Mm, nothing new. Okay. Uh, Guevara tried another GTH, but this time Jericho countered into the walls of Jericho. Guevara was able to fight free, hit a pump knee as both in the corner, with Guevara hitting an avalanche cutter. Jericho's face was driven right into the mat in the process. Jericho missed a dropkick as Guevara missed a top rope lion salt. After a face buster, Jericho hit uh, a lion salt for a two of his own. Guevara then fired off a pump knee, finally hitting the GTH, but a shooting star press that was supposed to be countered into a code breaker that kind of was mistimed a little and didn't look all that great. I don't know if they're trying to recreate Evan Bourne and... and Randy Orton with the RKO from the shooting. I don't know. But um, this was a little mistimed or whatever, but it did lead to Jericho picking up the victory and pinning Sammy Guevara, which I was like, oh, okay. I really expected Sammy to get the win. Post-match, Sammy looks all dejected, but Jericho wants a handshake. I don't know what the theme of tonight was, but it was handshake after match, handshake after match, handshake after match. And give me one second. But Jericho asks for the handshake, and instead, Sammy hugs him. The handshake and then hug. But then, Sammy kicks him right in the balls, and Jericho goes down. This then leads to Don Callis coming out. And kind of taking Sammy. So maybe Sammy has turned heel, and he's the newest member of Don Callis' family. I don't know. So it's Don, Konosuke Takeshita, and Sammy Guevara. With Will Ospreay by association? I don't know. Wasn't a big fan of this. <sighs> I really wanted Sammy to like maybe go on a little baby face run coming off of this. He said he wants to do... Here's the thing. Sammy said, I want to do stuff on my own. I want to be my own guy. And now they're just putting him with Don, who's not his own guy. Gotcha. Okay. Whatever. MJF and Adam Cole arrive in a ride, a snazzy car, as the caliber called it. MJF said tonight will be Fashimo Joe Skolan night. Joe tried to take away two precious things from him, the AEW title and his brother Adam Cole. Tonight, MJF will choke out Joe in front of his people. The last thing Joe will hear before passing out is chance of MJF. But as MJF is trying to do their signature line better than you, baby, Adam Cole gets phone call. 
And he's like, yeah, yeah, calm down. What? Roddy, Roddy. And Joe looks at or MJF looks at him like, really, you're taking the call now? And he's like, calm down. I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. And he's like, what are you doing? You're going to be on my corner. You're going to be by my side tonight, right? And Adam Cole's like, yeah, 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 but I got to go. And then he just dips out. Presumably going to help Roddy with something I don't know. Like, I don't know what this was supposed to be. So, give me one second. I have another, I mean, I have an Adam Cole update. One moment. Um, okay, yeah. Just saying that Adam Cole was seen limping backstage. Um, Renee Paquette tried to get a word with Don Callis and Sammy Guevara. As Callis said that more info will be given on their relationship this week on um, Rampage. Daniel Garcia then walks up, looks at Sammy like he's disgusted with him, but then Callis held him back, saying Guevara or Garcia was money. But I don't know if they want to go after Garcia as well. We then had Ray Phoenix and John Moxley for the international championship. Match did not go as planned as we learned. Before the match officially began, both men brawled on the ramp. We had Phoenix hitting a springboard kick and driving a diving somersault off the stage onto Moxley. And a cameraman, basically. And it looked like Moxley may have got hurt here because he was kind of like... But I think he was just selling at that point. So the bell sounds as Phoenix was using his speed to avoid Moxley's strikes briefly until Moxley hit a form in midair as Phoenix tried a somersault. Um, Where was I? Phoenix then bit his way out of a... Kimura, he tried to bounce back with a kick, but Moxley just punted him to the floor. Phoenix tried to walk the guardrail into a kick, but Moxley swept the legs and hit a double underhook draping DDT. Both men then fought back inside. This time, Phoenix was able to hit a corner spinning kick and a somersault cutter. Phoenix wasted no time to hit the frog splash, but only managed to get a two off of it. Phoenix charged full steam, but right into a he hit right into a King Kong Lariat from Moxley, who wasted too much time, allowing Phoenix to kip up. He draped Moxley over the barricade outside on the outside and hit a leg drop off the top rope. Right as we went to a commercial break, Phoenix tried to springboard back into the ring, but Moxley dropped him with a death rider for a two. Moxley then hit a gotch style pile driver, but Phoenix fought back while in the ropes and delivered his double stomp. Both men spilled to the uh, spilled out side onto the stage where Moxley hit a curb stomp and absolutely spiked Phoenix as it was followed by another pile driver back inside the ring. Moxley wanted to go for the Avalanche Death Rider, but Phoenix fought out and hit a Sentana Tamako. Phoenix connected with a Blackfire driver, and Moxley didn't kick out Rick Knox having to pull his count back. And then I think you could see somebody, I think it was Rick Knox playing, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Or something like that. Phoenix then proceeds to hit another Blackfire driver, this time, Knox just counts one, two, three, and there we go. So, the word is Moxley may have suffered a concussion. Doctors then checked on Moxley for a while at ringside before he eventually sat up and was able to walk out by himself or on his own accord through the crowd. 
They said that his wife, Renee, and the doctor did not look too thrilled. This moment, Joe's backstage. He said, tonight is a night of consequences. Tonight, Joe will smash MJF from pillar to post, and he will beat him in front of his hometown. It won't be the future Joe takes from MJF this time. It's his championship. Then we had Soraya versus Tony Storm. All this was was, how much can we get Ruby to get involved but not make the referee look too stupid? And how much bullshit can we do before, you know, the crowd, whatever, with this match? So, I didn't like the match. I thought it was just there. Nothing special. The title, well, was an afterthought. Like, if you didn't know the title was on the line, there was no reason to know the title was on the line. And I hate when they do that. When the title is secondary. If not third dairy, if that's even a word. So, Tony Storm got a special entrance. So, also, um, Saturday in the Twitch chat says, uh, the rapper that did Sammy's entrance also does Swerve Strickland's podcast. Does it how? Like, he's a guest? He does the music for it? Well, I don't know who the guy is. He was just rapping. Like he was out of breath half the time. If not most of the time. And I couldn't understand a word he was saying. Again, rap's not my thing, so yeah. So... As far as this match does go, Tony Storm got a special entrance, all in black and white. And a special theme song to go with it. Soraya slapped Storm in the face multiple times and berated her before Storm laughed right in her face. Storm fired off some chops, chops and laid out Soho for good measure before walking into a Soraya thrust kick. Storm gained control by sweeping the leg on the apron and went under the ring. Ruby then looking at her like, where the hell did you go? She comes down and she's got a high heel tucked into the back of her trunks and um, she's got two basically flip-flops she's beaten Ruby with. And so I'm like, okay. And she did the whole, watch out for the shoes. She kind of like, somebody said it. I may have been commentary this. I don't know. There, there was just too much extra going on in this match and it was just like meh so Soho pulls her at, uh, out from under the ring she's got the shoes she starts beating Ruby with the shoes the ref took one shoe away from Storm who clocked Saray with the high heel and got a two off of it Storm then hit a draping DDT on Soraya during a picture in picture break but Soho's distraction allowed Soraya to take control Soraya then hit a sunset flip powerbomb and Tony came just crashing down hard on the back of her head Storm did fire back, though, with some shots and exposed the bottom buckle pad. Soho then pulled the spray paint away from Storm, and she threw it to Soraya, who sprayed Storm. Hit the nightcap, but Storm kicked out. Soraya couldn't bring herself to slam Storm's face uh, into the exposed buckle, so Storm blocked a kick, laid a smooch on her, kissed her right in the face, hit her with Storm Zero, but only got a two off of it. Big, huge pop for the kiss. Big pop for the false finish. Thought Tony was winning. Soraya then set up, uh, set up in the was set up in the exposed corner. Storm charged at her with the sweet chic music, but Soraya dodged 
to hit the nightcap and pin Tony to retain the title. So Soraya still AEW Women's World Champion. Match was there. I wouldn't say it was a bad match, but it was nothing special. I felt like there was too much extra stuff going on. And the title, if you thought it was just a match, it was just a match. Nothing, like the title didn't mean anything. And that leads us into, well, main event. But before the main event, we got something super cool. If you ever seen it back in the day, there's a video where this little kid and he's like, hey, it's Bret Hart. And like Bret Hart comes over, talks to the kid, takes his sunglasses off and gives them to the kid. And he's like, go get him champ. He's like, go get him champ or something like that. And so they recreated that tonight with MJF. MJF's walking out. Hey, dad, it's MJF. And so tells, uh, the child tells the father, MJF comes back and tells him, go get him champ. He smiles at the kid, takes the scarf off, puts the scarf on the kid. Goes to walk off, comes back, whispers something to the kid. MJF leaves, and the kid goes, I'm adopted? And as they're, as they're cutting back to the live, you hear commentary laughing, and Excalibur just goes, well, that's our scumbag. I, that was amazing. I thought that was great. I thought that was fantastic. And I just thought Excalibur's little line there at the end was a little... Little gray little cap on the end of it. Well, that is our scumbag. As far as the match does go, when did this match turn into no DQ? Because uh MJF gets thrown through a table and it's not a disqualification. But Joe toyed with MJF early on until he poked and poked and poked and poked, allowing MJF to eventually try to go for a sleeper. But Joe slammed him down. Champ was selling the bad neck. Have you noticed in AEW and WWE, both world champions, they got back bad. They got uh, lingering injuries. In AEW, MJF has got a bad neck. And in WWE, Seth Rollins has got a bad back. Here's the thing. I don't know about MJF, but Beth, but Seth's back is really actually kind of hurting him. Anywho. Joey, Joe, Joe slammed MJF down. And the champ sold his neck. There was a running boot and a senton that got a little near fall. Joe worked over the neck during a break. MJF avoided a muscle buster into a roll-up uh, for a two. Joe then, he uh, yeah, uh, muscle buster for a two. Rolled him up. Popped Joe with a head kick. There were some lariats by MJF that connected. But he sold the injured neck a little too long. Allowed Joe to throw a wild lariat for a two. Joe ripped the New York Mets inspired better than you, baby, shirt off of MJF, who fired up as a result. MJF gave a back rake, drove Joe headfirst into the corner 10 times, delivering 10 punches, and bit Joe and connected with a kangaroo kick that sent Joe to the outside, and the crowd went nuts for the kangaroo kick. MJF, they wanted to go for a dive, but Joe kicked him in the head and step, instead through the ropes. He then hit him with a violent Death Valley driver on the edge of the ring. MJF managed to kick out as Joe put a table from under the ring and set it up at ringside. He then drove uh, MJF through it with a Uranagi, and I'm like, when, 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 when did this match become no disqualification? 
whoever just allows it and counted the two back into the ring. Joe exposed the panel uh, at ringside and tried to drive MJF down with the pile driver, but MJF hit the knee of Joe to escape. MJF couldn't hit one of his own as Joe fought off and laid out MJF the pile driver on the floor. Doctors rushed to MJF to check on him as they almost all dispatched by Joe, who threw MJF into the ring for a cover, but MJF kicked out. Joe then screamed to MJF to just give up, but MJF spat right in his face. So a slap from Joe followed. Joe charged for a home run shot, but MJF floated over and hit a massive sit-out powerbomb for a two. Both men traded strikes and traded sleeper attempts before MJF hit a mule kick and put on the dynamite diamond ring. MJF went to charge with it, but Joe pulled the ref in front of him, who was knocked down. He took it from, or, well, no, 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 that was later. I read the wrong thing. Uh, pulled the ref in front of him, who saw the ring, and took it from MJF, allowing Joe to punt low. Muscle Buster then connected, but MJF kicked out, and Joe couldn't believe it. Joe then slapped on a sleeper. MJF began to fade, but Adam Cole sprinted down to the ring. This is when he may have hurt himself. And he, he willed Max back to existence. As Cole came out, he was yelling at him, you can do this, you can do this, you got this, Max, let's go, come on, come on, come on. MJF managed to get a roll-up for a two before going for a sleeper of his own. But Joe ran into the corner. Paul Turner then leaped to the floor to avoid taking a bump. Cole handed MJF a rope as he wrapped it around Joe's throat until Joe passed out in a sleeper, allowing MJF to retain. Again, when did this match turn into no DQ? You just use a rope? You just use a rope now? Huh? MJF then hugged Paul Turner. As Cole hid the evidence. So, are they all heal? I don't know what's going on here. Then, after the match, Joe extends for a handshake. What? Joe finally came to... And asked for the handshake. MJF shook it before Joe went to the back. Joe just leaves. The doctor then checks on MJF again. Cole applauds him, and they celebrate to end the night. What's with all the handshakes? This is Ring of Honor and the Code of Honor before, before I, I don't know. But good matches for the most part. The woman's match was just there. But nothing really felt important. Nothing really felt like, oh, we're building to something here. Like, I get it. This may be like a boom. This is the end. Now, next week, we start some new stuff, but it was, a, it was a good show. But I wouldn't, I don't know what they're going next. We got a pay-per-view coming up, Wrestle Dream. We know three matches for that show, and that's about it. What we do know also for the rest of the week, as far as Rampage does go, singing Darby Allen will be taking on Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony will defend the ROH Trios Championships against the Young Bucks and Hangman Page. Orange Cassidy, Hook, and Chris Dallander will take on the team of Angela Parker, Matt Menard, and Angela J. The acclaimed Natty Ass will defend the AW Trios Championships against Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver. And the Kingdom, the Matt, um, the Kingdom, the Hardys, the Righteous, the Best Friends, uh, they will all battle for a shot at the ROH Tag Titles at Wrestle Dream. Mike Santana will be in action. Julia Hart will take on Blue, Sky Blue. First collision does go. Brian Danielson will take on Ricky Starks in the Texas Death Match. Switchblade, Jay White, will take on Andrade Alidolo. Luch Source, Christian Cage, and Darby Allen will fight for the TNT Championship. RVD will be in action. Also, FTR will defend the AW Tag Team Championships against the Workhorsemen. And then next week on Dynamite, we have a 
contract signing between Swerve Strickland and Hangman Page for their match at Wrestle Dream. So, yeah, that is everything. I forgot the Twitch poll again. My bad. That's everything that took place tonight on AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. You know what I thought of the show? Good show. For what it was, for what it was, but not a, a good show as far as keeping momentum going and building. It felt like a lot of just everything ends here, and then next week we're going to go. Like, this should have been a pay-per-view. I don't know. But regardless, as far as what you guys thought of the show, we do have a couple of the polls. We're going to refresh here. This one. Let's refresh this one. As far as the Twitter poll does go. Um, well, that's not correct. Here we go. As far as the Twitter poll does go. 62% liked the show. 18% thought it was just all right. And 18% didn't like it. Looking at the YouTube community poll, basically the same. 68% liked the show. 18% thought it was just all right. 14% didn't like it. This person says, Moxley losing was a very bad idea. Well, it wasn't the idea. So, go read Twitter. Don't comment if you don't know the actual what happened. It says, wow, what a shocker. Title losses all over. Two. But one wasn't supposed to happen. This person says, Tony Storm and Soraya was something. It says, good show, 7 out of 10. It says, I like it. And a lot of titles were changed. Again, only one was really supposed to change, not two. This person says, Tony kissing Soraya. And then finally, the YouTube live poll. 69% liked the show. 20% thought it was just all right. And 11% didn't like Dynamite. So with that, guys, that is going to wrap everything up. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, I will be live a little bit later on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy playing some Disney Speedstorm. We're going to head over there. Try to finish up this current season before the new season starts next week. With that, guys, have a great rest of your night. I'll see you guys a little bit later over on Twitch. Have a good one, guys.